Welcome music lovers to another bonus episode of Shuffle Skip Repeat, the series aiming to amplify the sound of change within the music industry. We're your hosts, Yuki and Lorcan, and today you're in for a treat. Our guest needs no introduction as her soul-stirring voice and timeless melodies have captivated hearts across the globe for over three decades. She's a true icon in the world of music, and we are honoured to have none other than Gabrielle on the show. Join us for the next half an hour as we discuss her youth, her incredible back catalogue, her work with the likes of Adele and Stormzy, and the excitement for her upcoming 30th anniversary tour. But before we begin, don't forget to hit subscribe and remember you can check out lots of the video clips from our episode with Gabrielle on our social channels. That's at Shuffle Skip Repeat. Enjoy! So we are now joined by Brit Award-winning, Ivor Novello Award-winning, Mobo Award-winning, and all-round lovely person. It's Gabrielle. Ah, thank you so much for being here. Honestly, thank it's you. such a delight having you. Honestly. Mine. Oh, thank you. So obviously, we've got lots of great questions for you today. 30 years we're celebrating, but we'll That's get into right. that in a bit. I think it would be amiss of us to not start at the very beginning and find out a little bit more about how Gabrielle came to be, I think. This Phenomenon, I think, is a good word to use. Once you hit 30 years, I think there's yeah. no other way to describe it. So you're a, a Hackney girl? Born in East London, born in Hackney, but not yeah. raised in Hackney. Okay. Raised in South East London, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. so, okay. Yeah. And you had three brothers growing up. Three right? brothers. What was that like? Was it, were they very protective or were they what every brother is sent on earth to annoy I, you? I was the eldest, so um, oh. I probably had to be protective over them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, there's six years between me and the youngest, my youngest brother. So, um, yeah, it was it was just cool. I was the only girl, so I got to have my own room. You know what I mean? I didn't have to share, could watch what I liked. I mean, back in those days, in my day, it was black and white TV, and I lived for that black and white TV. <laughs> that, and the, that and the radio. No, yeah, no, yeah, I was going to yes. say back in the 90s, right, Gabrielle? Yeah. No, that's when you grew up in the 90s, uh, yeah? yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no I, I'm probably one of the few people that I know who deliberately age myself I can't wait to be the next age just to say that I'm still here I like um, that. and I, like I think that. that as a woman I've, I, I've realized I'm probably a kind of a weird phenomenon because you know not only women I know that people when they get to a certain age they're either crying into their, their pillows oh my god I can't believe I'm here or and um, just wanting to knock a few years off their, off their ages but I've never actually been like that well I think when you've got as much fitted in as you have, <laughs> there's something to be, yeah, you have to celebrate, yeah, don't you? Yeah. So sticking with with your youth and growing up, what kind of music was played in the household? What were your parents playing? What were your kind of earliest memories with music? Oh my gosh. So growing up, I listened to a lot of Motown because my mum used to play a lot of Motown. But at the same time, um, I have a young mum. So okay. I was very much an 80s pop child. So growing up, I listened to that the radio was always on. We had the top 40 on. Or should I say I had the top 40 on? I dominated um, the radio in the kitchen because, uh, you know, most people would run away from doing the washing up. But that was the one place where my brothers wouldn't dare come into the kitchen. So I okay. could literally, you know, be it Sunday, have the top 40 radio on. You know what I mean? Just listening to the charts, the countdown and just washing up and Washing up in those days was a breeze. And now we've got the dishwasher. I didn't have one. Well, I was the dishwasher back in those days. But I, I shouldn't say that because I sound really old, but, but yeah, I'm owning it. Well, we're celebrating <laughs> but, it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm celebrating the fact that my childhood was, you know, 
It was about music. I was a, a huge 80s um, into that pop music fan. I was into Adam and the Ants. I was into um, Nick Haywood and Haircut 100. You name it, I loved it. I loved growing up. It was Diana Ross, it was Michael Jackson, yes. but then there was Madonna. Mm -hmm. um, at that time in the 80s, we had fame on the TV. So whenever fame came on the TV, I would run up to my room Remember, I'm the only, the only female child, so I got to have my own room. And you just hear the noise where I'm trying to, you know, follow the dances. So it was just a very musical household. I loved it. For me, if there's no music, there's no life, Absolutely. you know. And I, I, you know, for me, yeah, I could do without people. But music, when I was growing up, mm -mm, that's my, that's me and my buddy. And like. your early career, everyone has a different story. And yeah. I think that's what's most interesting about people, how they got to where they are. Yeah. And everyone can have something different with it's sending countless mixtapes to to radio stations to busking to the, the club circuit what would you say kind of shaped your your early years my experience it started for me singing in a nightclub in the west end it was a music i said west end greek street yeah. um it was it was a place called moonlighting and it was just by chance i had no intentions of singing in nightclubs and it, if it wasn't for a cousin of mine who had a boyfriend who was doing a bit of modeling and it was a club back in the day where they used to have a lot of celebrities, but they also used to have their kind of talent night and their kind of show night. So there'd be lots of different singers from, you know, just around the UK, just coming along and singing. And my cousin Joyce was like, well, you know, um, there's going to be this entertainment thing going on. How about singing? I'm like, hell no. I actually, I love singing at home and, but not really in front of people. Um, I did used to sing in a band with friends, but I was always at the back because I wasn't that confident. And the, and the prospect of being kind of catapulted to the front because it wasn't me, you know, singing in this club on my own. It was going to be, no, with other people, it was going to be me on my own. So I actually kind of said no, and I ended up getting talked into it because my cousin, she's the same age as me, she's a month older, she's like, oh, come on, you can do this. And I thought it'd be a bit fun. And so basically, the night of the talent cons, um, the, yeah, yeah, the talent show, I went there, I was waiting, I let my mum know, um, wanted her to come. I don't think she did arrive that first time I went there. But I remember being really scared because there's models, and it's not a big place. Models and there's other singers, and some of them had the most phenomenal voices. And I, was like, I was like, I can't do this. But I ended up being pushed onto the stage. And I remember singing, I think my first song was Luther Vandross is So Amazing. Oh, yeah. um, and, and basically I started singing from there. That was my first official break. And I loved it so much that I ended up becoming a regular, just singing, you know, amongst all these incredible singers. And they're all professional, more professional than me. I'd never done it before. So that was my first kind of foray into performing like, in front of loads of people. Um, and loads might have been like 250 people in those days, but um, for me, that was a lot. But you say you, um, your first time doing it, but really everyone's just making up as they go along, aren't they? And it's, we just gotta remind ourselves of that. Yeah, definitely. In terms of Dreams, yes. which is, you know, the big one, it's yeah. my favorite track. Um, I think it's a lot of people's It is, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I speak on behalf of the nation, yeah. I say. I actually cried. Um, I, again, here's my fangirl moment. Um, cannot beat him. But um, in the, I guess, in the pandemic, you played at Boysdale. Yes. And I love live music. Yeah. And I went with my boyfriend and we saw you performing. <laughs> and yeah, because and we couldn't we couldn't get up and dance. Like I don't know, yeah. like it was the time, oh, you know, the rules, dancing oh, was, course, was yeah. banned. Yeah. And 
you sang Dreams, it kind of made everyone remember just how important live music was. Like you could Completely. tell everybody in Precisely. that room was just taken over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hearing you talk about how you used to listen to the radio yes. and the top 40. Precisely. Did you ever dream that you, I had to, I had to. <laughs> I did, you, did you ever think it could get to that height where, you know, you'd reach, you know, number one for three weeks, which was unheard of before for like a debut? Yeah, I, to be honest, never. I am, you know, growing up, um, I was a child who had a lazy eyelid. You've got to remember going to school. I don't know if it's different now, but going to school amongst other children, although I'm a mum, but a lot of children weren't nice. So even becoming a teenager, I remember that when I was getting ready to, I was 16, so you, you finish school and you're off going off to college or uni, whatever you were choosing to do. And I remember that in the school leaving book, everyone was writing nice messages. Mine was, hope to see you on top of pops, ha, 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 because you've got to remember, I lazy eyelid, I didn't fit the criteria of what you imagine a, a female singer-songwriter should be. And at that age, I didn't know I wanted to be, I didn't know if I wanted to be that, I just love singing. So um, if you ask me, did I ever imagine myself being that? Hell no, because it was just my own personal thing that I love to do. And music was just, you know, breath of fresh air for me. It's something, it was just like my first love. So it was something that, it was a form of escapism. So I wasn't making plans to become this artist or ha even had a vision because at that stage, I don't even think it was something that was even encouraged. And, and someone who looked like me, forget it, honey. You know, now times have changed. We've, you know, we've come a long way to when I first, you know, was growing up and how I looked visually. And, um, but at that time, no. So it was never something that I would have dared dreamed of but I just love singing. But I remember just reading those messages um, and it does kind of get to you a bit, you know, it's a bit disheartening, but it just, what it was what it was at that time. And, you know, my whole vision and, and my whole aspiration would change later on. And even then my aspiration wasn't to be, you know, this big singer songwriter, it was just, I just want to sing. I don't care mm -hmm. if I'm singing on street corners. I don't care if I'm busking. I don't care if it's in a little pub or bar. As long as I can sing and express myself, I was pretty much going to be content with that because it was my happy place. Yeah. So, you know, this thing, you know, the fact that we can fast forward to now, I mean, I'll be celebrating 30 years. I can't believe it. It's amazing, but I, you know, I wish I could have, you know, had a crystal ball there. But no, actually no, because it's nice. You know, mm -hmm. it's actually nice that I didn't know. It's nice of the surprise. It's nice to be able to tell my story as a, a way of encouraging others who, you know, if you don't look the same as somebody else, if you don't have the same anything, but you, you know, it's great not to be able to be placed in the box. You couldn't place yeah. me in the box. I didn't fit, you know, what, you know. And so actually now I'm sitting here saying, actually, it's great not to fit. It's great to be different, you know, and to embrace your differences. But, you know, I wish I knew what I knew then, now what I knew then, but no, like I said, I like the element of the surprise. Well, I think if you look at your back catalogue, I think uh, you've done quite okay for yourself. <laughs> I think you. you've got the last laugh. <laughs> Most uh, definitely, 100%. And just keeping with your back catalogue, we, we could literally spend a full episode talking about every song because your music is unlike others in that any song could come on and everyone knows what it is. And that's very obvious at live shows that you do. 
where maybe it's a festival rather than your own show. Yeah. But maybe there's a lot of people there to see other artists. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'll pop along and see it. Yeah. And actually, oh yeah, I know this one as well, <laughs> I know this one. But one that kind of stands out as well is Out of Reach yeah. and the placement on Bridget Jones' diary. I think that was another huge moment. Yeah. Did you know at that time that movie was going to be what it is today? Were there murmurings or was it just a pleasant surprise? It was, for me, a, a pleasant surprise. Um, I remember when I was first approached, it was never a case of, oh, write a song for this, you know, for this movie. It was a case of, oh, here's this book, you know, take it on holiday with you and tell me what you think. That was ahead of my label at the time. And anyway. I did, so there was no, nothing to say, you know, I'm coming back to you, hopefully you've done your homework. So I got back from a holiday after having read the Bridget Jones's diary and my A&R at the time was like, so what do you think of the book? I was like, it's wicked, it's great. Um, how about writing? I was, I was stoked because, you know, the moment I heard that, it wasn't something that I'd been approached to do before. And I'm actually glad that I didn't know when I was reading the book, because I, I love reading, I love books. And so for me, there was no pressure. I'd fallen in love with the characters. So the moment I was asked, you know, like, mm, do you fancy writing? I already knew what I was gonna write about, whom I was gonna write about. I was in love with Colin Firth, the <laughs> character. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry, you know, whoever, whoever you like, you like. Done. For me, yeah. it was Colin Firth, stalker. Why are you pointing at me? Yeah. It's as if we un uncovered many secrets before we started recording so, that we yes. were trying to keep secret. No idea what would happen. And then, you know, by the time I, I wrote it and it was accepted and then the movie came out, just it was a phenomenon. And I was really um, proud to be associated with it because I enjoyed the movie, seen it several times. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was just it, it was incredible. And so, no, again, it's a pleasant surprise. So me not really being familiar with how things work and you know when people do start talking about you know writers and, and, and movies and stuff like that it was amazing and you know it was, it was global and you know they had various songs that were released and to have out of reach as one of them that people you know still associate with it I'm really chuffed because you know it was an exciting moment for me and it was an amazing thing to be associated with what I love as well is it really connects, like it really, really does connect. And it's not just your voice, because it's so distinctive, but it's Thank the fact you. that you write as well. Yes. Like, I love, love, love Thank that. You. Let's talk Greatest Hits. Oh, and the, the release in 2013, actually. Yeah. So having Naughty Boy yeah. reimagine that, were you worried? Were, were you apprehensive a little bit? That's a good question, actually, yeah. because it's such, it's such a fan favorite. <laughs> I'd be scared to touch it. It was up. because it was slightly different from the original version. I felt that it was something that he could do. And I wasn't worried about it kind of affecting the love that people had for the original. Yeah. So it was just different. So it was allowed to exist, you know, when I recorded it. The new version of, of Dreams, it was just allowed to be, you know, it was just allowed to exist and it's the version that it was. But the original version is the one that everyone loves. And I perform at every show, you, you know, alongside <laughs> all the other songs, but I would not be allowed to walk the planet, I guess. <laughs> if I turned up someone and said, I'm not gonna sing Dreams. I wouldn't be here today, I don't think. So, um, you know, I won't be making that mistake. Well, I must say the, the album was great. I love the the track, the Imagine track. Thank Obviously, you. the original can't be top, but it was it was really beautiful. It was really Thank poignant, you. I think, as well. Um, now, a, a bit of a selfish question for me is another one of your albums, Under My Skin. Um, oh. That is honestly my favorite. Oh, 
Cult Classics aside, that is one of my favorite pieces of work that you've done. Uh, and the cover art as well is Thank beautiful. You. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's it is it's really, really lovely. Thank um, you. Now, you probably won't know this. Is I was there for the album launch party for them. Oh, wow. He really is a stalker. <laughs> really <laughs> so you're like, oh, wow. I'm setting myself up here <laughs> massively. And there's no coming back. So let's just delve in. Too late. Um, in the backseat of the car. Um, yeah, I was at your album launch party. And you weren't well. Oh. Do you remember this? Do you know? Oh, actually, And you could see how frustrated you were. But yes. you still came out. Yeah. You still sang. I don't know. Like, because that's your tool. Like, the yeah, same way if a builder it, forgets his tools, he can't work. But you still came out. And I think... Even if you could sing to the top of your lungs, you couldn't hear you because the entire yeah. crowd were so happy to be there and to celebrate the album that you couldn't even hear you because they yeah. were singing so loud. They were singing for that was the whole point. I wasn't yeah. well, <laughs> and we had two options. Either we just tell people that I, you know, I just not turn up and just give you know that what do they do? It'd be make the announcement. Yeah, yeah. And I just think didn't think that was fair. I knew and was aware of people um, who were coming from outside of London. Had, booked hotel rooms, stuff like that. So people who weren't from here, from London were like, you know, I just felt it wasn't fair. And the least I could do is just stand before them. And I actually didn't plan to sing. (laughs) But when I got there, I had no voice. Um, I've had this happen to me before. And I remember doing something um, somewhere else in the country and a doctor came and was like, you need to cancel the show. I'm like, I can't, (laughs) I can't. and although I should have done, and I just wanted to stand before everyone, and it was a very intimate yeah. affair, and just let them know. And I'm glad that people didn't just turn up and had to have this cold notice, like, oh, mm. she can't come tonight. So I was there, and at least people, you know, we were all there together. We were in it together, basically. And sticking with that album, is there a certain track on that that you really love? I never asked that question, which is your favorite album, which is your favorite song? But do you particularly have any fondness for that album? When I um, recorded, wrote and recorded that album, I've got to say it's one of my favourites for a long time. And if my manager says, like, oh my God, I've never heard you want to sing so many songs from an album. And that is the one album. So I, I've got to give it to you that, you know. Oh, good. You got I've, got taste. I love I've got taste. I love performing that album. Yeah. So, yes. Speaking of performing, we have the 30 Years of Dreaming tour. That's right. Lorcan will be at every date. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to deny it. I'll probably be joining. (laughs) I'm not a liar. I'm not going to say no. (laughs) Going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Are you excited? Super excited. It is such an achievement. Mm -hmm. It's such a milestone. It really is. And I just feel like I've, you know, I've just gone through so much and, and felt like I've just come through so much to get to this point. And I'm really stoked. And, and the fact that I've been touring on and off for the last few years and like it's going to be, we're going to have a lot of um, shows. We're going to have a fun show. I've got my band. We would have come off, by the time we go on tour later on this year, we would have come off from a, a height of just having fun all summer doing festivals. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm still um, trying to fit, you know, I'm doing new material, so it should be a new album for this, but to celebrate 30 years of dreaming mm-hmm. uh, and the tour. And, and, and I'm I'm really excited because I think when you get to like, I'm in my 50s now, and I didn't ever think, oh, I'm gonna be a 50 year old person singing. And I just wanted to sing. I didn't know that this is where I'd be. And it's an amazing place to be. And, yeah. and to actually go out there from town to town and, and just share that moment with so many people. And 
I have all people, uh, you know, like tweeting me and stuff like that. I can't wait. I really can't wait because I don't know what the songs are going to be. You know what I mean? Because I'm still in the process of adding the new ones. So it's like, <gasps> I don't know. It's like, yeah, it bet, you can't, for. you can't, you can't leave off the favorite. Album. I told you, you never, no, never no, gonna <laughs> make it three hours long if you have to. <laughs> no one's gonna complain. Everyone's gonna. I say, won't uh, be complaining. My manager <laughs> will get told off and fined some of the venues. Yeah, the, the, the cutoff points. Pull me off stage at the end of it. I get nervous. You throw me on stage. I literally have to push me off. There is actually video footage of me being kind of pulled off stage. There is, yeah, actually, but that was a festival. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's more acts to come on. <laughs> Tell them to go home. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask you to name all the dates, but you're literally, you're, you're everywhere. And like people can see all of you came. Yeah. But you've got a big London date, don't you? Yeah. So tell us about that. Are you excited yes. for that one? The Royal Albert Hall, um, October 31st. We're going. And um, it's going to be fun. I had, you know, to actually, I've done the Royal Albert Hall supporting other people and I love the venue yeah. and it's iconic. But to actually be like headlining it yourself and I have a wonderful band. I'm going to just have lots of fun with the songs, the show. I'm I'm still kind of pinching myself like, am I really, is it? Is it is it my turn now? I think that's fair. Um, just because the Royal Albert Hall is amazing. But, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for all the venues, but because it's my home ground, you know, it's like, yeah. like the Royal Albert Hall, that is, uh, that is an amazing place to perform. So I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully people can come along and have fun with me and just put, bring your dancing shoes. I'm so glad, sorry, that you said that you were going to be playing some new music. Yes. Because on Twitter, the fans are asking, I feel like constantly. So honestly, <laughs> if you overrun, if you ever, people have been asking. <laughs> no, but um, it's just going to be fun. I mean, like I tell people, I always, I try not to leave off the classics because yeah. I know that, I think it's probably one of the worst things. I, I, I've read people moaning, they'll go and see some of their favorite artists. And sometimes it might only be two songs out of the whole set that you might like. And if it's the key songs and someone's decided and I, I know artists do this but not for me i yeah. i never forget what i came from i never forget the you know the fun times the launch having dreams and you got to remember for someone like myself at one stage i was almost told that i wasn't gonna be allowed to sing my own song my own song that i wrote so i had all these like problems with it and that mm -hmm. no idea that that was that song would be released be the highest ever by a debut artist since the charts have begun and all these different things i've I never Sorry. would have associated that with myself. So that's the song that when people come, guarantee. I'm sorry to spoil everything, but you will always hear that song. Yeah. You say you, you're quite proud of where you came from yeah. musically and you will never forget those yeah. songs. But your songs that you started with are good. Yeah. <laughs> no, shade to, no shade to a lot of other people. There's a reason why they don't play those songs anymore. Oh. Your songs are good, so there's no reason not to play oh. them. So I think, not, no, I'm not, I'm not being my stalker self. That is just, that is just the truth. <laughs> So let's let's now talk about some of the things that you've popped up in over the last couple of years. Okay. So first and foremost, what I want to talk about, Go what on. looked like the, the ultimate girls' night out with Adele last summer. Incredible. So yeah. yeah so t so I know Adele's a fan of yours, and I know that's how that came about because yeah. she used dreams in Desert Island Discs, didn't she? Yes, she did. And she gushed about you. Said you're her first memory musically. Uh, dreams, I think it was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It's what was it like on the night? Tell us what happened. This phenomenal woman that is a phenomenal superstar, which is Adele, she's incredible. She, you know, she came to my dressing room. I didn't imagine that she really would. It's something that you just don't know. And, it, you know, she turns out she's like the queen. It's like meeting the queen. And she's just so lovely, so down to earth. So, you know, she she's like, the, I would say, a true superstar. Someone who's just, 
you know, such high heights, such phenomenal talent, but such just she's just amazing. So I, I don't know if I can gush anymore because she's incredible. She's lovely. She's beautiful. She's just a breath of fresh air. She's just she's just really cool. I really like. No, I really love her, but I don't want to say much talk that I really am. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of her. So you know, it was it was incredible to meet her. Uh, it was incredible to grace the stage, to to actually you know to be opening up for her, as you know, and to be part of her lineup of amazing women. So I was really touched, and you know, forever and a day, I, you know, I have to to myself because you know it was it was amazing and for two days you know I supported her you know doing BST and um wow I'm still like wow I still can't believe I've done it I think you're being your lovely self as ever in that if Adele was sat there she'd be saying the exact same thing about oh, me yeah. and you oh you know what I love her so she could say what if she likes about me <laughs> <laughs> I love her yeah. Well, that's that's really really lovely, yeah. um, and you popped up elsewhere as yes. well. Yes, so like you're loved and adored <laughs> by so many artists. I think so many British artists, um, especially, see you as such an inspiration. And Stormzy <gasps> is another one. Wow, you popped up in his video. Like, I how sure did, did. how did that come about? Do you know something? I, I, for some reason, I've just had this amazing 2022 when it happened, and I did the Adele thing. Know, the Stormzy video um my manager got the call basically you know that they'd like me to be in the video and I didn't think it would be anything major in the sense of it's major because it's Stormzy but I didn't think you'd probably even see me I think I'll just be happy to talk because I love Stormzy so um to actually film the video and see all these incredible people on the day um I, I was like well I'll Probably were, no one probably even know I'm in the video it's cool because I get to kind of sneakily look and see all these amazing faces and um, it was just a fun thing to do, but you can't tell anyone who's done it. And, you know, so you kind of do it and then forget about it. Although you don't, can't forget about it because of who you've done a video for. And it wasn't until it was released and then you get to see the video. And I'm like, oh my God, they kept me in it. <laughs> but, and to see all these amazing faces, but just to be asked, because, you know, he's a phenomenal artist. And to watch his growth from being that young man's just honoured, I think, because because this is like new generation. They are the you know the Adele's, the Stormzy. They're all like the next generation, or the you know. Well, I'm three de- I'm three decades in, so and still as relevant as ever. Like to be asked, yeah. you know, by these people who to, are like they're top of their game. They're coming they are, to you, no, precisely. You. And it's still a shock. You don't understand. It's a shock. I'm like <laughs> when I saw the video. I'm like, how comes? I mean, what are you saying? Oh, you got. All these amazing people, you've got, you know, like, you know, Jazzy B, you've got all, you know, these amazing people from across the years, and he's chosen to put people in there, you know, Ian Wright, and then you've got all the younger generation, you had Nella Rose, you had all, just so many amazing, relevant people, it's phenomenal, so Stormzy was phenomenal, Adele was phenomenal, I mean, what can I say, I've just had phenomenal moments, and they just keep coming. You mentioned very briefly there now about having to keep it secret, obviously, for a little while that you were in it. Another thing you had to keep secret was the Masked Singer as well. Oh my it? God, yes. Did you have fun with that? So I, wanna, I had a lot of fun with it. I want to know, I don't know if you've been asked this before, but like, do you get to choose the costume? How many people are you allowed to tell, if anyone? And did you just have fun when you were doing it? Right, so yeah, I got to choose the costume, which I was really chuffed about. Um, I think maybe, I don't know if it's because I was early, you know, like it depends on how many people they've approached, but the fact that I was able to choose my, my costume, and I don't know, for others, but I did hear for other people after a while, if there's 
they've got an idea of the costumes and mm-hmm. after the rest have been taken then you know you've probably only got so many but I can't guarantee that all I know is I've got to choose mine I you know being a big girl I was like oh that that costume would probably be the perfect thing for me you know um I didn't have to hold anything in oh mind you that's a lie I did have to support <laughs> it but I didn't it was perfect it was everything was fitted um it was it was amazing it was a weird thing because it's beautiful the costume is beautiful and they they you know they you know you have like dress rehearsals and you know you you get to try on the head but then you have to sing with the head and i hadn't signed up for that bit <laughs> in my brain i hadn't anyway i forgot i don't know what no i do know what i signed up for but it's one thing to know you're going to do it it was another thing to actually place this this beautiful thing but i couldn't catch my breath menopausal yeah. you know menopausal women we can be a bit like you know we we have to be allowed to have our moments um but it was the most fabulous thing once i got my head through it i mean i, I don't know if i ever managed to get used to sing with the mask and there were times when I, I felt i'd sing but i couldn't sing properly like i wanted to because i was just yeah i wasn't in the right headspace because it's a, if you don't like close spaces i don't think you should yeah. do it but it was but it was fun to do and then once after threatening to quit because i didn't <laughs> Like I didn't think I could get me see. out of this mask. Yeah, I was like, I was having a get that fire attacks, exit door. Panic attacks and being menopausal, but once I kind of relaxed into it, the whole thing was just incredible. You know, I mean, you're singing, you're trying to disguise your voice. I think got to a point where I was like, I don't know, I don't know whether what's my voice and what's not. You try, and then you're like, let me just go on and just do my best. And it was fun and. You know, you're not allowed to. I mean, obviously, they, ideally, you want to not tell a soul. But then there was like my son, I told him, apart from him, no. So my mum oh, didn't wow. know, my best That's friend didn't brilliant. know. Um, and my daughter was up, I tell everyone, she was upstairs in her room, she was getting phone calls like, Is that your mum? What do you mean, mum? She wasn't even watching it. <laughs> so yeah it was fun to to actually do it and you know the secrecy of it all i always say like the military is nothing on the mass singer and yeah. just really quickly someone that i've seen you quite often i think it's probably quite a good question because clearly there's some love there for it is pride festivals yeah. and mighty hoopla for example i've seen you at oh, although not pride festival it's very lgbtq yeah. is, is that important to you it's up to those very venues? important for me to you know especially doing pride and you know for as many years as i can remember whenever I'm invited to do Pride or any shows affiliated with it, as long as I'm about, I'm there. You have so much fun. The audience are phenomenal. I mean, if you want a good time, you have to go and catch the shows. I just, wow, I feel honored and blessed that I've been taken, you know, into people's hearts where they come. We just all have a good time because it's like being family. And I I love that. And yeah, I, I hope for as long as I can, I want to be gracing as many Pride stages as possible. But I've done Mighty Hoopla as well, which it was my first time being asked. And I'm like, why did they take so long? You know, it was, worth it was the so wait, much fun. It was fun. It was that crowd was huge. That, I've never, I mean, I know I've seen so many people, but it didn't feel like I've ever seen that many people yeah. in that area. And that's, uh, you know, that's like, wow. It was phenomenal. And yeah, I'm just proud to be a part of it, to be honest. What a lineup. That year was phenomenal. Well, if you want to see Gabrielle this summer, you know where to go to. Tour, summer dates, they're there for the taking. Thank you so much for coming on Shovel Skipper Feet. It's been absolutely lovely. Thank you, honestly. Thank you. Massive, massive fans. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you.